Hey there, welcome to The Third Seat. This is the show where we have open and honest dialogues with experts who have a unique perspective to share straight to you. I'm your host, Daniel Trinum with Croft & Frost, and I'm excited to bring you today's episode. As always, all links as well as relative information will be in the description of this episode down below. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's join into the conversation. And my guest today with me is someone that I'm really excited to talk to, someone that I think offers a very unique perspective on a aspect of life that I know I wish I knew more about. Uh, I wish that I was more adept in it, more uh, capable in it, and something that I maybe, you know, after this conversation, I may actually take myself up on it and try to, uh, you know, brush myself up on it and, and, and become more, uh, uh, come, become a little better, a little bit better at it. Uh, he is someone who, he works and lives here in Chattanooga, but, you know, sometimes he travels around with him and his wife. Uh, and he is, from what I've been told, he is a, a foodie, uh, but he is also a lover of chess, uh, a lover and advocate and a major fan and player of chess. And that is really kind of what I wanted to talk to him today. So, uh, Rob, Rob Hatchett, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, hey, it's good to be here. First of all, we got to start off. <laughs> this is your day. This is Daniel's birthday today, yeah, so yeah. I appreciate you hanging out with me yeah. on your day. You got any big plans today? Uh, today, So, today, nothing major. Uh, there, I've been told there, there is going to be cake and ice cream at there we lunch, go. so there is that. Uh, and then today after work, I'll actually be leaving to go visit uh, my um, sister and brother-in-law because on Saturday my girlfriend and I are going to a Billy Joel concert. Hey, so, there you go. And yeah. where's that at? Uh, it's going to be, so they live in South Carolina okay. uh, and the concert's going to be at the Panther Stadium in North Carolina in, oh, in wow. Charlotte. So we'll be uh, hanging out with them and, and going up to... Uh, you got a good weekend ahead. Yeah, yeah. So nothing too busy today, uh, but we'll be doing some stuff over the weekend. Well, we got to, hey, it's your day, so we got to start off by, uh, by celebrating you. Well, so. well, no, I appreciate yeah. that. Uh, thank, thank you very much. Yeah. Um, but, uh, hey, I appreciate you having me yeah. on. I I love talking about uh, Chattanooga and life and business and, and chess. And so, uh, uh, like I said, very, very, very blessed in the journey that uh, my wife and I have been on and always appreciate yeah. the opportunity just to talk about life and yeah. look forward to our time together today. Yeah, no problem, man. No problem. So um, before before we start, I do want to ask you, though. So as I briefly mentioned, and I, we talked a little bit about this over Zoom prior, you, you, you told me that you love to go to all the restaurants in Chattanooga. You're a big foodie. You love to try out different uh, different restaurants. So I got to know if you're what what's your you know go to destination here in Chattanooga? If you're gonna you know you got you got dinner plans. You don't know where you're gonna go yeah. yet. You want to go out to eat dinner somewhere. What's your what's your one stop shop where you're gonna you're, you can always rely on this place? What's, where are you gonna go? Well, I, I got to give the backstory as to as to why <laughs> I'm a foodie. So. Uh, my wife and I have been married 14 years, yeah. and before we got married, we negotiated about a couple things. Yeah. And the first thing that we negotiated about was, she said, she said, I get a $5 Starbucks every day and two on the weekends. Okay. Of course, I did that math. I said, that's yeah. nine a week. That's yeah. 45 bucks a week times 52 weeks. Yeah. That's about 3,000 bucks a year in coffee. Yeah. And I said, well, I play golf every Saturday. Mm -hmm. And when we get married, I want to keep doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. So we kind of negotiated. And she was like, that sounds good to me. And I said, well, that sounds good to me. Yeah, yeah. And so a couple <laughs> years into marriage, and now 14 years into marriage, I'm drinking coffee every day too, <laughs> and I'm playing golf about once a month. And now, I'm like, is she playing golf on the weekends? No, oh, no, okay. no, no, no. That was that was my thing. And she, it's not her standing in the way. It's like I just I'm just working all the time yeah. on the weekends. And yeah. so, but uh, but anyway, that was the first thing we negotiated about. And so it's still kind of going today. The second thing we negotiated, she said, Rob. I really don't like to cook. Mm -hmm. And when we get married, I don't want you to think I'm going to prepare meals every night for yeah. us. And I said to her, I said, well, 
I can't fix anything. I don't know how. I don't like it. And so if something breaks, I'm just going to call somebody. <laughs> and 14 years ago, before we got married, we negotiated. Yeah. So, okay, that sounds good to me. So here we are today. Yeah. Yeah. We eat out every night of the week. Yeah. And if something breaks, I call somebody. Yeah. Now, two weekends ago, I changed a light bulb. Oh. And I thought I was basically ready to start a handyman business. Yeah, I were, felt so accomplished yeah. Yeah. that I didn't call somebody. Yeah. But hey, everybody's different. So so we, we decided that yeah. 14 years ago, and it works out great. And yeah. so... So, but we, uh, we we are thankful that we're regulars at quite a few places around yeah, Chattanooga. I'm sure, so, I'm sure they know you well. Yeah. So, Monday nights we're at Alea. Uh, we live two blocks from Hennon's, yeah. so we're there Hennon's quite often. Yeah. Uh, Hello Monty's a newer location. Yeah. We were there last night, and so that's become kind of a weekly place yeah. uh, for us. Uh, Il Primo's a weekly place for yeah. us, and then you start. You know, putting in the 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 public houses mm-hmm. and um, uh, stir. And, I mean, you start. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just one of those things. We feel, now we're Sunday nights is tzatziki's, and that's what we that's we pick the, that up every constant. Sunday night. Yeah. We take that home, yeah. and um, uh, and then Thursday night. So that's tonight. Uh, there's a place out, it, it kind of East Brainerd area, and uh, a vegetarian place. Now this sounds crazy, mm-hmm. but they got a tofu salad. Uh, listen, I, I'm a I'm a sucker for good tofu. But I, let me tell you. Yeah. This salad is the freshest salad, and the tofu is fantastic. Yeah. And so, uh, so that's our Thursday night. What's thing. the name of that place called? You remember? Well, I, I've ne- Rachel always goes and oh, picks yeah. it up. So yeah. I honestly don't know. I just yeah. want to walk into him some time ago. Hey, I, I talk about y'all a lot. I don't yeah. even know who you are, but yeah. uh, but that's always a pick up and bring it home night. So, yeah. but uh, but we uh, like I said, we are we're very thankful to have a, a lot of restaurant friends in yeah. towns, and and people talk about having their cheers, and and we got four or five cheers yeah. here in, in in the city. So, but yeah. uh, uh, and living right down. Town, we get to walk to a lot of oh, them, yeah. or it's, it's real short drive. So, yeah. but uh, but anyway, so that's our that's our world. But we love taking people places for the very first time, and um, and talk because we probably had most stuff on the menu. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, but anyway, so when you don't have kids, and yeah. and that's uh, that's not been uh, God's path for us yet, and it may not be, but uh, obviously gives you a little more flexibility yeah. on yeah. traveling and yeah. going out to dinner and those type things. Yeah. Well, so you've we, definitely chosen a good place if you want to go try out some restaurants. Chattanooga, is a, there's a lot of great restaurants down here. I'm always, oh, yeah. I love love to try out new places, and there's a lot of consistent places that we, you know, if I ever go out to eat, we'll return back to. Uh, so you definitely got a good place if, oh, you're, yeah. if you're looking to go out to some different restaurants, that's for sure. Uh, but okay, but on a on a more serious note, I, I wanted to ask you that because I was like, I got to know what his what his his go to restaurants are. Um, well, one of our favorite when yeah. people are coming in from out of town, do you have your recommendations? Yeah. On food? And then the text message becomes very long oh, yeah. at that point. You got like it's a like, scroll. At that absolutely, point. Yeah. we do. So. <laughs> but uh, back in uh, it was 2020, I believe. Back in 2020, you delivered a uh, I don't know if to call it a TED talk or a TEDx speech, whatever, yeah. whatever it is. But uh, you delivered a speech at the TEDx event here in Chattanooga. And it was all about something that I know very little about. Mm-hmm. I know what it looks like and, and generally how it goes, but it was all about chess mm-hmm. and about how it's impacted your life, about how you've seen it impact the lives uh, of people around you, uh, and just about the history of chess and, and where you, you see and hope it will go in the future. And again, as someone who literally has never played a game of chess in my life, I found it very interesting. I was like, oh, this, this is something that I would really like to know more about, but I just... I just, I don't, I don't know really anything about it. Uh, just talk about a little bit about what you, you know, I highly recommend anybody that's listening go check out uh, his speech back in 2020, but uh, just give a little bit of, about what it is that you were speaking about. What's, you know, you, you talked a lot about some different lessons mm-hmm. that you you have taken over the years from 
your time sitting down at a chess table, shaking hands with the person across the table from you and, and playing a game with them. What, what is it about chess that draws you towards it and, and what do you hope maybe individuals like myself that don't know much about it can take from your experience yeah. playing chess? Yeah, well, it's, uh, I, I gotta tell you one story real quick. So my wife and I, we met on a blind date here mm -hmm. in Chattanooga. I got transferred here in 2007 mm -hmm. and uh, a lady she went to church with worked for me here. I'd been here a week and I was staying at the sleep-in hotel out in East Brainerd. That was the, the corporate account of the yeah. company that transferred yeah. me here. So we sit, get set up on this blind date. So my wife picks me up at the sleep-in, and we go to P.F. Chang's. Mm -hmm. That's where all good relationships oh, yeah. begin, the oh, P.F. Yeah. Chang's yeah. out by the mall. And uh, But it was on that blind date. I said, hey, i gotta, I got to go ahead and just make sure you know who I am. I mm -hmm. said, if you think you're on a date with the captain of the football team, <laughs> you're on a date with the captain of the chess team. So let's just go ahead and, 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 and set that uh, this first time yeah. we meet. And so... Uh, so she took me directly from P.F. Chang's back to the hotel. I said, well, that was it. But yeah. uh, we were engaged five months later and, wow. and married married uh, a year later. But yeah, uh, um, so, yeah so, so chess was my sport growing up. And, uh, um, you, you know, back then, it's just funny. Hey, sometimes you, you look back and realize how something impacted you. But at the time, I didn't realize any impact that was really having on me. But uh, uh, in fifth grade, they offered a program at school and, and started playing. And then we had a tournament team and uh, team got pretty good. We went to two national championships. And then I started playing in open tournaments, which some people call them professional tournaments, but when you play for money, you yeah. know, so that was yeah. when I was about 16. And uh, so I did that, but what's interesting, it was uh, 2003 was my last open tournament, okay? And, uh, and so it was actually here in Chattanooga, which was funny because I, I wasn't living here at the time, yeah. obviously, but uh, uh, it was called the Battle Above the Clouds, if I remember correctly, up on, up on Lookout. Yeah. And so but that was 2003, and I graduated college in 2003. And so it was just kind of as I was shifting to my career, I stopped playing chess. Mm -hmm. Well, fast forward to 2019. So I basically took 16 years off. I mean, it was still part of my yeah. life growing yeah. up, but yeah. it wasn't it wasn't part of my life for that 16 years. Yeah. And so my wife and I were moving back to Chattanooga, and um, it was January of 2019. And again, us not having kids, mm -hmm. we said, "Hey, we're coming back to Chattanooga, and even though we don't have our own kids, we can invest in kids lots of other ways." Mm -hmm. And it was around that time they had just started Chattanooga Prep, um, and I saw a, a post from from Ted Alling, and they were talking. He was talking about the chess club, mm -hmm. and so as we're moving back and we're thinking about investing in kids, and I'm seeing this new school has a chess club, and I'm like, that was me growing up. Mm -hmm. And so I reached out to Ted, and I said, hey, can I volunteer with the team? And so uh, that was uh, that was three years ago now, and when I got back into working with the kids is when it started. I started realizing the impact that this game had had on me, not just as a kid, but then in my professional life as well because of the things that I had learned spending hours playing this game that's about strategy, mm -hmm. that's about looking two or three moves ahead to say, if I do this, what's going to happen in return? And if that happens, then what's my move? And I mean, that's life, right? If I make this decision, then there's going to be hopefully some some good things that happen. There may be some consequences. Yeah, yeah. And I've got to be able to think through those. Mm -hmm. And I had spent so many hours doing that that it prepared me, I, I believe, for the professional world where so much is about strategy and making good decisions. And um, and so, so, so I got back in. I started volunteering with the kids, and I said, well, if I'm going to 
I'm going to work with these kids on playing this game, becoming tournament, pl tournament players. So what's really neat is two weeks ago, Chat Prep had six students playing the national championship. It was in Memphis. Wow. And, um, and so kind of kind of three years into the program to have six guys go there, it was real, real neat. But yeah. I said, if I'm going to start, if I'm going to work with these kids and make sure they learn this game, I said, I'm going to start playing again too. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so I got my United States Chess Federation uh, rating card back. And, and so I actually played last weekend in an open tournament. And um, and so uh, so it's 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 been fun helping yeah. the kids and getting back into myself. But but through all that, um, it, it's just it's just neat because it's made me realize that something like a game, which again every sport people yeah. talks about the team aspect mm -hmm. and so many things. But with this game specifically mm -hmm. and the strategy that comes with it, uh, about how it can really prepare mm -hmm. for whether it be math or strategy or whatever. But it's it's just using your mind to yeah. make good decisions. And so. Um, but one of the things about the game that I love is that, is that when you sit at the table, there's two people, and you sit at the table and you are equal, right? Mm -hmm. And that's a, that's a beautiful picture when you think about all the tables that we sit at in life. Mm -hmm. uh, business table, dinner tables, and so now you have this table with the chess game, and uh, when you have people from all walks of life, all ages, all backgrounds, mm -hmm. and yet they can come to this place, and that's what the, the chess table does mm -hmm. in so many of the environments that we're mm -hmm. in, is that it brings people together that may be very different, but they sit and they're common at this game, and they yeah. play, and, um, and it's just a beautiful picture picture of what I wish more tables in this world yeah. look like. Um, and so, but it starts with, uh, uh, with, with learning about this game that's so old and, uh, and so it's, it's, it's one of those where, uh, I have, my, my passion has, uh, uh reignited. And mm -hmm. so, um, and so I'm spending, we, we've actually started a, a chess company, uh, and the whole goal is to, is to teach more kids yeah. Uh, e E4 is typically the first move mm -hmm. in about 60% of chess mm -hmm. games, and so our company is called E4, and our whole goal is just to teach that first move to as mm -hmm. many kids as possible to, to kind of you know unlock the world of, of using your mind in mm -hmm. this game environment. Of course, gaming's become huge, and, and thankfully you can play chess online as yeah. well. So yeah. uh, with uh, let me tell you, if anybody's on Twitch, I'm <laughs> I'm still I'm still learning Twitch, but it's like man, there's so much chess on Twitch. Yeah. I'm used to just sitting at the board and playing people. Yeah. But um, anyway, it's a cool game. Obviously, the Queen's Gambit popped up a couple oh, yeah. of years ago, which yeah. brought a lot of attention. People always ask, what do you think about Queen's Gambit? I always want to make sure, you know, hold on, I was chess before Queen's yeah. Gambit. Yeah. So, but it did bring in a lot of new interest yeah. to the game. Yeah. And so uh, so thankful for that. And um, so, But it's, it's, it's a neat sport that, mm. uh, that again, uh, is a passion of mine, and I see the, the, the fruits of, of, of this game mm -hmm. and investing in kids. But, but for anybody, right, I mean, when you have passion about something, mm -hmm. whether it's a game or, 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 or whatever it may be, is like that, that, that's where, you, you know, passion is the drive uh, of life. And I think about business, and, and as I get older, my 20-year my reunion's next weekend, just turned 40, it's just like, I'm gonna, this life is short, and I just want to do things I'm passionate about. Yeah. And uh, sometimes that's work, mm -hmm. but sometimes that's things outside of work, yeah. right? And um, and it's just uh, it's just fun that my passion happens to be this game from yeah. years ago, and uh, and now get to hang out with a bunch of kids and teach it to them as well. Yeah, and I like something you said uh, about how chess. It's it, there's no there's no like. Uh, you don't have to like purchase a ticket or anything to, to yeah. play chess. It is it's something that like it's a it's a great like social equalizer. It doesn't matter what uh, you know walk of life you mm -hmm. come from. It doesn't matter whether you are you know 
very young, whether you're very old, doesn't matter if you're rich, whether you're mm. poor, doesn't matter whether you work at the bottom of the food chain or the top of the food chain, it doesn't matter where you come from. When you sit down at that table, although I, you know, again, I personally haven't yet to play, uh, but I, I totally understand how when you sit down, it's like all that goes away. It's yeah. you and the other person. Um, and you know, I played basketball growing up and still every now and then I, I, I enjoy playing it. And that much, you know, much like uh, a lot of other sports, it's a team sport. It's not just you out there. You know, you're working with other individuals. There's obviously strategies that go into it. But basketball, along with like you know, football, soccer, and things of that nature, there are there can be some limitations to it. You know, uh, your your physical size and speed and skill. Mm. Like there are some some barriers to entry. You know. Uh, but then you, you think about, okay, well, there's some sports where it's just you. You know, you think of like tennis, uh, even though there are two people, you're on your side and there's, there's bowling, uh, things of like that. But still, there's some, a few barriers to entry. You can't just, uh, you, if you pick up a bowling ball, you're probably not going to be as, you know, good enough to play against, you know, somebody that's been playing their whole life. But with chess, you can really learn any time. It doesn't matter how old you are, how, how young you are, how strong you are, how fast you are. There's no physical limitation or, or really any, any kind of limitation I can think of to you starting that, you know? Uh, and I think that's really cool because it allows you, I mean, you could even play chess by yourself if you really want yeah. to. I mean, there's, there's stories of people playing against themselves if, if, if you want to. So I think it's cool how just that idea of it's, a, it's an area of life where it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter whether you're rich, poor, you know, mm. uh, fast, slow, big, strong, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. You have the opportunity to sit down and learn and begin to grow in this area. And it, it's, it really is just like a, an, an equalizer. It, it kind of levels the playing field for everybody for, you know, however long that match goes on from the first handshake to the second one. Now, see, i got to yeah. teach you the game because, yeah. I mean, you, you've got the pitch down. <laughs> and I, you just got to get you knowing the game. Then, I, need to, so. I need to learn it now. I, I've been one. I wish I could. Like, I've always wanted to be able to. There's two things in my life I've always wished I could do. I wish I could be that person that walked up to a piano and just said, oh, oh this yes. old thing, let me yeah. just, and just, oh. you know, bang out a tune out of nowhere yeah. and just walk off. Those are the coolest people. I've, I, there's, at, at UTC, there's a, there's a, a big grand piano in, in the cafeteria, and sometimes people will just walk up to it and just bust out something on it and just walk off, and yeah. I think those are the coolest people. You know, just, I, you just can do stuff like that, and people that can play oh, chess, yeah. I think those are the coolest people, because it's not something you just... It takes time. It takes effort and practice. It's, yeah. it's it's something that you have to dedicate time to to really be proficient at it. And I just think those are the coolest people. I always but, wish I could be like them. You talking about the piano? I remember in sixth grade, my I, I started taking piano lessons. My mom signed me up for it, and I took six weeks. Yeah. And after six weeks, I said, Mom, I said, the piano is interfering with my social life. My sixth grade social life. I said, Mom, I got, I got it. I'm missing out yeah. on too much. So I'm like, yeah. I don't know. What was I missing out on? Yeah. Probably chess club. Yeah. But I was like, okay. But, uh, and so now, of course, I look back. I'm like, if only I would have stuck with that yeah. so that I could sit down yeah. and, and play something. Because I yeah. agree, that's something I wish. I, I don't think I had the coordination either yeah. uh, to, or the ear to yeah. do that. But, uh, um, yeah, that's I am jealous of of those folks with that talent yeah because like it's the same thing like growing up you know like the cool things to do were like play to play football or like be the you know stuff like that and like it i think at least growing up in my life like chess and you know even like piano reviews he's like oh they're kind of nerdy like they're these not very flashy like they're these very slow processes and it's like growing up it's like i don't want to do those i want to do the more fun like flashy things but like you said as as you know as i get older i'm like i kind of wish i could i could do that like Mm -hmm. to be somebody who can just sit down at this at this table and play this seemingly complex game Mm -hmm. of you know innumerable strategies and movements it's like that's pretty cool. I want. I wish I could do that. And same thing with the piano. There's all these different keys, and you know it's this big old instrument. But the people that can really play piano, 
I mean, you know, the first, the first, the, the things we're just talking about, you know, uh, Billy Joel, the song Piano Man. I mean, that's a classic song. And, uh, you know, that song is, so many people resonate with it just because it's so well done and so impressive, but it, it brings people together. That, that oh, song, yeah. and much like how, uh, you know, we're talking about chess, like, it brings people together from all walks of life. It doesn't matter where you come from, who you are, old, young, you know, whatever. You, you have an opportunity to sit down and, and to have a, a friendly match with somebody, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, here's an interesting chess fact. So the United States Chess Federation for years has been based in Crossville, Tennessee. And oh so the tournament I played in last yeah. weekend was actually up in Crossville. Mm-hmm. So uh, for anybody not in Chattanooga, that's about an hour and a half north of mm-hmm. Chattanooga uh, in between Nashville and Knoxville. So, but it's been there, but it just, they just moved it to St. Louis, mm-hmm. which is where the Chess Hall of Fame is. Mm-hmm. And so that's, St. Louis is kind of the chess capital of the, of the United States these days. But uh, it's been interesting here in, in this area, just going, yeah, the United States Chess Federation in Crossville, Tennessee. Yeah. So, but, yeah. uh, but uh, I have never been to St. Louis. So that's kind of one of the, 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 the guys from Chat Prep, the, mm-hmm. the chess team went to St. Louis. I didn't go with them. And so, but that's, uh, that's kind of, if anybody's got a, on my chess to-do list, it's get to St. Louis. Yeah, so. yeah. And, I'll make it there. And and you know, speaking about you know different cities like that, you talked about in, in your your uh, your speech at the at the TEDx event, uh, just about how it's beginning to grow some here in Chattanooga. And with chess, again, it's not like a, a flashy thing. It's not something that you're going to see likely on like the news headline or like mm-hmm. you know the front page the 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 front page of, of ESPN or something. It, it's it's very subtle in a way. Uh, but you talked a lot about how it's it's beginning to grow. You know, with with uh, chat prep and and things of that nature. What just as you, as as a, a a lover of chess, and as someone who uh, has played it growing up, what do you hope the future of chess in Chattanooga looks like? Because you know, much like the game of chess, there's a lot of ways it can go. There's a lot of different moves that can be made. And as someone who is on a bit on the outside looking in, I would love to see it grow and be uh, you know offered to children like you were you were talking about from a, from a young age. That would be great to yeah. see, great to see. But what what is your hope for the game of chess here in Chattanooga? Yeah, there's two, there's two main main things that uh, as we kind of kind of dream, and of course COVID kind of put a pause on a few mm-hmm. few dreams there. But number one is is chess in schools. Mm-hmm. And so the good thing is we've got several wonderful examples of cities that have uh, chess programs throughout throughout schools. And so Nashville is a perfect example where I'm from, the Nashville Chess Center, and and they've got a large reach in school. So it's sometimes nice when you go, hey, look at what they're doing and let's create that same infrastructure here. And so, um, so you know, how do we get in more and more schools in the, in the Chattanooga area? Uh, but then the number two is uh, a growth of, of social chess. So we have uh, the Chattanooga Chess Club meets on Wednesday nights at the Y and several bars and restaurants have had chess nights. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, that sometimes I, I try to be careful when I'm talking about the game because I don't want people to say, "Well, if I'm gonna play chess, I'm gonna be a tournament player." And it's mm-hmm. so similar, but it's the growth of the social game. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Memphis Chess Club is actually doing a wonderful job. They've turned their chess club into a uh, coffee shop bar, and it's it's the Memphis Chess Club. But you go there to have meals. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 really pushing that social game to go. Hey, you don't have to go play in tournaments, but the but even if you just play socially, mm-hmm. the impacts, the value is mm-hmm. there, and so. So that's where kind of my mind is focused on now that, you know, kind of we're coming out of COVID, things are opening up, mm-hmm. um, and we can sit across the board from each other mm-hmm. again, which we couldn't do for, for a year or two, is that uh, more social opportunities. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was actually at uh, Tzatziki's last week, and I was playing in Tzatziki's downtown here in Chattanooga. And it's just funny how if you play chess publicly, people will come up and talk to you mm-hmm. about it. And so, uh, you know, it's one of those things where, 
um, you know, sometimes I still feel people are go, what are they doing over yeah. there? But I want more and more people to go, hey, I'm taking my board with me, yeah. and we're just playing out in public because yeah. you know, people like talking about it. But but that's kind of the the goal. And if you know tournaments happen, there's a uh, there's a tournament here. It's called the Ray Hayes Tournament. It's mm-hmm. in June, uh, so that's like the big local open tournament in Chattanooga. It's at Chattanooga Christian School, so that's coming up in a couple months. And again, if people weren't playing tournaments, great, but it's just um, understanding the, the, the uh, again, strategic impact of the game, getting your mind going, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think about my grandma, and she likes doing puzzles, right? It's just to get her mind going. Yeah. So there, there's a lot of things that we do for that, but it's like, hey, let's, let's use this game to get our minds going too. Yeah. So, so more chess in schools and then more social chess mm-hmm. is kind of what I really hope we keep seeing in this Chattanooga area. No, and, and I, I agree. You know, I think part of the reason why, like, someone like me who – I grew up in a very small town and, you know, chess was not something that was not that, you know, it just wasn't played a lot where, mm-hmm. I, where I grew up. And so it was not like really in the forefront of, of my mind or really uh, in front of me in, in schools or anything. And since chess inherently is not like a very, it's, it's not very flashy, it's not, you know, loud and in your face, allowing it the opportunity to be social, like you said, you know, I, I think... I remember uh, it was. I think it was last year. Uh, I went down on a, a vacation down in Key West, and in our, in our at our hotel they had this like big outdoor. Uh, it was like a checkers game, and you know mm-hmm. obviously chess and checkers are, are different, but it was cool because I was like, oh, let's go play this game. Like it's, it was right in front of me there. I was like, oh, let's go play it. Like, you know, let's go let's go have a game. Like I didn't care who won, but let's go play this game. It'll be fun. I think that would be a great way to do it because you know there's all kinds of especially you know now that we're beginning to exit the the pandemic and everything, and hopefully for good. Um, um, there's so many people are looking for opportunities to get more involved in their community, to meet new people, to yeah. just be out and be social. And I think that that is a great way to really get it in front of people because, again, it's not super flashy, but when you see just the board, just the board sitting there, you got all these intricate pieces and you're like, oh, that's that's interesting. And if you have someone like yourself who knows how to play the game, who is able to even teach it, uh, it makes it a lot more inviting because just on the surface, it can be a little intimidating. You're like, okay, I've played checkers before, but mm-hmm. I've got all these strange looking pieces and there's all these different moves and I don't really know what I'm doing. Uh, but when you have individuals like yourself that uh, are looking to just promote the game and not necessarily to win, but just to just to play it and just yeah. to meet new people and just to have fun, I think that's a really cool thing because at least I know now I would love to do something like that. I would love to learn something new like that and, and be able to, as we've just been discussing, be able to have that kind of in, in your back pocket, the ability to play and to socialize with other individuals on that level. I think that's yeah. really cool and something I hope that continues to grow. Let, let me tell you, tell you one more thing that just my chess journey that, again, I look back on life and, and things that I've learned. Um, <clears throat> so the, the, the guy that taught me the game, he was a retired firefighter and um, Mr. Gordon. And uh, I remember he invited me over to uh, his house, him and his wife, Miss Martha, um, and um, he had two uh, Dalmatians in the backyard. I remember, but I, I don't. I don't think I knew why I was going over there. But he invited me over to to teach me to teach me the game. Yeah. And so I walk in, and the board's sitting there. And over the next, you know, weeks or months, I would go over, and he just took the time to teach me the game. And so as I look back on, you know, let's say we played for 10 hours total, but that's what got me started, you know. And I look at that 10 hours that he invested in me. Um, it just makes me look at my life to see someone invested time in the impact it had. And in the world that we live where it is so hectic, so crazy, so crowded, 
Um, I just started Bob Goff's new book called Undistracted because I love Bob Goff. oh yeah he's yeah. great and, and it just when he came out with that book I was like that's just how I feel all the time distracted by so much going on that whether it's chess or or, or anything in life is what so many people need is someone to invest some time in them mm-hmm. right? it's easy to write checks and make sure people have money and that case yeah. but but to sit down and spend time and here's this yeah. guy that invested probably ten hours mm-hmm. in the impacts had on my life so when I think about what's really needed in this world. I try to remember my story and go, sometimes people just need you to be present and invest some time. And that's how we start changing people's futures is by that time. But unfortunately, that's the thing that so often gets away from us. And and, uh, we're just so committed other places. So I've tried to remember that to whether it be chess or other things, just go spend spend the time. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, people recognize too when when you take that time. You know, it's so... For, for better or for worse, at least, you know, over here uh, in the United States, like you said, our, our society is very fast. It's very, you know, go, 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 go here, go there. And it's, it's you know, oftentimes the people you see on a regular basis, I mean, I'm guilty of this. You'll have just these quick little conversations like, hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? Mm-hmm. And you just go right past the show. Like, that's, that's it. Uh, and I've noticed that even, I mean, I do this at times. If someone, like, actually takes a little bit of time just to sit and mm-hmm. to talk to you just for no other reason, just to hear what, how your day mm-hmm. is going, hear what you got going on, it kind of like, it's like, oh, this person actually is interested in, yeah. in me and what I have to say. Like, they, they're not just talking because there's nothing else to do. They just want to hear how I'm doing, hear what I have to say, what my thoughts are on this or that. And it's such a welcome change of pace, I th- at least for me. And I think that's exactly, you know, again, chess is a, it's a game that can be applied to so many different aspects of life because, yes, there are times where life has to be fast-paced and you have to go from here to there and, and you know, you kind of have to be quick with things. But... I think, and it sounds like you would agree that when you take the time to invest in either yourself or in others and take the take time just to be present with mm-hmm. individuals, it really leaves a imprint on those people. I know it leaves one on mm-hmm. me, me personally. It really leaves a lasting imprint, and that that means more than you know any amount of money or, mm-hmm. or status or anything that you know can be attributed because. At the end of the day, it's it's not, at least for me, it's not about those things. It's about the people that are around me. And I think when you have people like that that are willing to take the time out of their day to invest in you and to spend time with you, it just, it just means the world. You know, it, it really means so much. And I I would love to see in my own life and in others, uh, chess to be able to be a, uh, you know, a catalyst for that kind of investment in, in the lives of others around us. I, would, I think that'd be great. And uh, I hope and think that it will continue to grow, especially here in Chattanooga. I really do, especially now that we're coming out of COVID and, and everybody wants to be a little bit more social, you know. Uh, I think that's that's great. Well, we got, we've got momentum going. Yeah. And so, like I said, it's exciting. And anytime we get the chance to have conversations yeah. about chess, so I appreciate you opening up this conversation yeah. and hope there's been some folks that uh, yeah. that may say, hey, let's, uh, let's, let's go learn this game or yeah. play a little bit more and, or come on to Chattanooga and you may see us playing out in public yeah. and join us. Hopefully. And, That'd be yeah. great. So um, Something you, you talked about a little bit during your, your uh, speech back in 2020 was just the effect that, which you've, you've, you've touched on a little bit here, but you gave some uh, kind of numerical uh, examples of how chess is affected for, in a positive way, uh, the children that play it. You said something like, you know, children that are in chess club at, at an early age, mm-hmm. they have like a seven to eight increase, or seven to eight uh, percent increase in like math scores. And then those that actually play in tournaments uh, and are more, a little bit more competitive with it, they have like a 25 to 28 percent in those same, uh, you know, uh, scores in, in school. And I, I thought that was really cool because, you know, like I said, I grew up playing sports and I didn't play chess per se, but 
I grew up playing sports and there's obviously a lot of parallels to life just about you know how to operate on a team how to not be you know selfish and how to work with others but I thought it was interesting this game where it's kind of just you to yourself obviously there's another person you're playing against but it's all entirely upon you of how you perform really uh, of, of how this is positively affecting children in just around the world uh, what do you attribute that just with with chess in particular I know it's not the only thing that yeah. positively impacts children and, and just individuals as a whole but what is it about chess do you think that makes this positive impact on those around us? Yeah, and when you think about sports, you're, so many sports, you're training your, your body, mm -hmm. right? You're growing muscle, you're growing muscle memory, you know, and so that's what helps you perform better. And, um, and so chess is really a, a mental game. Mm -hmm. And so you, if you're going to play, you're going to spend time training your mind. Mm -hmm. Right, and, uh, and so often, uh, once you know the game well enough, you start playing with the clock. Mm -hmm. um, so like my tournament last weekend, the, it was game in two hours. I had an hour, you had an hour. Mm -hmm. And so that means I played eight hours of chess last weekend. So, um, Man. So which was which to me was awesome. Yeah, that, sounds, know, so. that sounds tiring. That's that right. Sounds, yeah, that's right. Oh, it is. But uh, but just like when you train your physical body constantly over and over and over, you expect to see better results. Well, if you're making an investment in training your mind, and the training of the mind is being able to sit there and calculate what's going to happen on a board, right? And then when you put the clock on it, and to know you have time constraints, so you've got to learn to think quicker and faster and come up with the solutions um, quicker and faster. And so if you spend time training your mind that way, and then you go do a math problem, where you're basically doing the, you're trying to figure out in, in probably a certain amount of time, um, and you've got to learn how to look at the board, how to look at the problem, mm -hmm. um, and so so that's where I mean, um, you know, th that's the best to me, the best analogy on on sports, you know, but except for training here, and we use our mind in so many of those situations with with math. Uh, with reading, uh, and, and again, I use the word strategy a lot because, uh, again, I think that's, for me, the biggest impact is just being able to, because I've been looking at four and five moves into the future since I was in fifth grade. Yeah. Again, that's life. That's business, mm -hmm. right? And so, um, so if you train your mind to think that way, mm -hmm. um, then, then surely it's going to have an impact on somebody who's not training their mind, yeah, right? So yeah. when you see the increased scores, I mean, so it's one of those things um, where, again, if if I hadn't played basketball in years and you've been playing every day, yeah. I mean, it's just, you've been you've been training. Mm -hmm. So it's 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 one of those that's that's just that's mm -hmm. just how our bodies work. Yeah. And so uh, most people just don't think about the mental the mental training mm -hmm. produces the same thing. And yeah. so I think that's where you see the increased scores mm -hmm. on a lot of the standardized testing yeah. just because we got kids that are training their minds mm -hmm. more than others and yeah. so they're they're reaping those benefits yeah well also too I mean again I, I graduated from college back in you know December of last year so it's it's still fairly uh, fresh on my mind just the different parallels to that but you know if you we've all heard the stories of individuals who they have a test you know like in, in a week and they can either start studying now or they can start studying 30 minutes before. Mm -hmm. And the odds generally are not in your favor if you choose to cram everything in 30 minutes mm -hmm. before. And I think the reason why is because it's just, it's it's flashing by you. It's it's all just briefly popping up right in front of you and you, you don't have time to take it in. Uh, but on the other hand, if you take the time maybe a week before and, and take it in little by little and actually learn the material, your odds of being successful on that test or that assignment are much, much higher. 
And so the same thing applies with, with chess in particular. You know, if you're going to play the game, you have to be present in that moment. You can't, there's no, I mean, you can try to play a game quickly if you want to, but mm-hmm. it really does require you to be present in that moment, thinking about every move mm-hmm. that you're making and every move that your opponent is likely to make. Uh, and it, it requires you to take the time to be invested in that game. There's, you, you can't just, you know, cram, you can't cram a game of chess mm-hmm. like you can cram a, t- a textbook or something like that. And so I think it's cool because the people that play chess likely, I'm, I'm assuming, take that same approach to life in, in, in uh, you know, different avenues. If you are to, you know, start a business, let's say, if you say, okay, I want to start it by, you know, the end of this month. Okay, well, that's great. But if you wait until the day before the end of the month to do it, to kind of get everything ready, it may not be a great start to that mm-hmm. business. But if you take the time each day leading up to it, if you, you know, have all your, your assets in order and everything you do, the success or the likely success of that business is probably a lot higher, I would say. And if you have that same mindset of being willing to be present in the moment to invest the proper time and effort into things as necessary, I, I can't imagine that you your, your odds of being successful, like you said, just in life in general, although not guaranteed, are much, much higher because you're willing to take the time to make sure you're not focusing on the quantity of things, but the quality mm. of things, you know. Um, and again, it just makes me jealous. Like I wish, I wish chess was. Now that I'm looking back, I wish it was a uh, more uh, prominent figure in my childhood and just where I grew up. I think that would be a great addition to our schools and just uh, the opportunity for individuals to learn. Even with you know, you may not even think of it that way. Yeah. Chess is a great opportunity to learn all while having fun at it. You know, while you're doing it. You hey, know? With, with so many things in life. You know, we can look back and say, I wish I should have done this, but hey, we got life ahead of us. So you can always pick up that that new thing, whatever it may be. And so, uh, uh, again, turning 40 recently, it's like, okay, I'm all right. Okay, what's that back half of life going? Hey, there may be things I hadn't started. We can always, always get started. And so, uh, and so, but, uh, but again, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll get you taught on the game. Yeah, no, I'm going to, I I want to for sure, uh, at least start a game and learn the basics. You know, that is definitely a goal of mine now, especially now that we've had this conversation. Um, I mentioned a little bit, and this may not necessarily be true, you know, at large. So I, I'm kind of, you know, uh, this is this. I don't, I don't have any hard and facts data on this, but I feel like a lot of times the reason why people, especially at a young age, don't get into things like chess is because it has this stigma. At least at a young age, like, oh, it's kind of boring. Like, oh, I don't. It's not very fun. Like nobody wants to like chess club. Like I don't want to be a part of that. You know, it has this this kind of it has this bad connotation for some reason. Uh, but you know, as we've been talking about, mm-hmm. and now that we both are a little bit older, like we wish we had done more of those. Or at least mm-hmm. me. Like I wish I had done more things like that when I was younger. Um, what do you think is a good way, or how do you think that that stigma of chess being like this oh this boring little thing for like you know eighty year old men to play like or something like that? You know, what do you think is a good way for for us to combat that stigma for children at a young age so that they can embrace it. Because, you know, a, a fifth grader may not know that they should do something or take part in something like chess, but we know. We know yeah. that, hey, this is gonna react, this has the potential to really benefit you currently and down the road. So ha- what do you think are some good ways to kind of combat these stigmas that, oh, chess is this boring little game that, you know, play some, some people play, but not many people really take part in. Uh, what are some good ways to combat that stigma in your yeah, mind? Yeah, you know, you think about kids. I mean, typically most things that they're introduced to are either through their school or their parents. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so that's where, um, you know, as I think about 
the school, right? I mean, that's one one thing yeah. that we're we're trying to get into uh, more and more of the schools. But also, I mean, uh, if a parent says, "I want my child to learn," that's where, as I think about Chattanooga, you, you may not have chess programs in every school, yeah. but how do we get that? It's almost like sports. There's AAU leagues, right? You're not mm-hmm. playing for school. You're yeah. playing more the city, yeah. the, the city yeah. league for kids, and so so we really don't have that for for chess, but. Um, the good thing, and, and I'm not a huge online chess fan, uh, just because I like to sit in the board yeah, and, and, yeah. and talk to folks. But um, you know, there are there are certainly ways online that people can get introduced to the game. But um, I am thankful. Of course, so many schools have limited resources, and so it's not like it's just easy. And, and you've got to have. Um, and the main thing I have is, is a volunteer, as a coach, mm-hmm. and who's going to lead that program. Um, and so um, that's where, as I think about, um, again, my future and me continuing to make this investment in, in this game, that's kind of where my mind is. It's like, well, one person can't do it. It's got to be, it's got to be people, right? Mm-hmm. And, so, um, and, and so it's a combination of schools and parents, but then volunteers who, who, who want to teach. And so, uh, you know, in theory, okay, we can do that. It's just, it just takes time and takes yeah. the people. So, so I would say, hey, I hope... I hope in a year I'm part of that solution versus just going. Well, we need more school yeah. programs, more. Pay. It's yeah. going. Hold on, but but somebody's got to kind of kind of help make that happen. So uh, as I look to the future and, and sitting here in 2022, I, I hope uh, continued influence on on uh, on on this area at least. So yeah, well, I think it's really cool that, like you said, I mean, it's very easy, and and I am just as guilty of this as, as anybody. It's very easy to look at something like, oh, that that needs to change, or this this problem mm. should not exist, or this needs to be fixed in that way, and, and that's important. Like we need to, you know, the first step to solving a problem is admitting that there is a problem. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's cool that you're you're doing that, but you're also saying, how can I get involved? Right. Like, what can I personally, me, Rob Hatchett, do to help this uh, grow and, and try to alleviate any stresses and, and solve this problem? Uh, it takes more than just one person, you know, 99% of the time to solve any problem at large, but people that are willing to take the first step, people that are willing to say, I have a little bit I can offer, I've got my, my skills, my abilities, let me offer up anything I can to try to solve this problem, to alleviate uh, any, any problems that I can. I think that's really cool because that doesn't have to just be applied to chess. That can be applied right. to literally any problem, any issue, any hurdle that we face in life, whether it be small, large, personal, or societal. Um, there really is, no better place to start than with yourself, I think. Uh, and, and, you know, I need that just as much as everybody does. Uh, but I think it's really cool that in your little sphere of influence, you're, you're taking, taking, you know, you're spearheading this on and saying, what can I do? What can, you know, how can I help? And what can I, how can I be of an influence to the, this younger generation? I think that there will likely be a lot of people that grow up just like you did with mm-hmm. Mr. Gordon. I uh, grow up playing chess and they may not know you specifically. They may not know the influence, you know, the, the work that you've done, but they will feel the influence of the work that you're doing mm-hmm. now. And I think it's really cool to think, you know, in the future, what will these kids probably do uh, in the future of, of and what positive impact will they make on the world because of what I've done? I think that's something really cool about uh, the work you're doing, and I, th- I just think that's awesome. Well, hey, I, I appreciate that. And, again, it's from, uh, again, not just Mr. Gordon, but other people that I see yeah. in life. And, and sometimes we look at people and we say, hey, I wish I could have that same influence. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times we don't want to walk the same path. We don't want to invest the same yeah. time. And so I've just seen so many people in my life 
uh, that have helped so many people, and uh, and I just look at them and say, I want to, I want to do that same thing, yeah. you know. And so, but it's not, it doesn't happen overnight, and yeah. and so, uh, so uh, like I said, just just thankful for my journey, and thankful I'm getting to, to share it with others now. And again, yeah. appreciate you letting us tell the story today. Yeah, no problem, no problem. Well, Rob, I just want to thank you so much for coming in today. It's been a, a pleasure talking to you, hearing about your love for the game of chess and just life in general. As someone who, again, has never played, uh, I'm going to make it a goal of mine to, at the very least, learn the rules of the game. There you know, you just know from a technical standpoint how to play. Uh, and, and, you know, maybe maybe one day we'll, we'll get to sit down at a table and, and play with play with one another. You know, who knows? Who knows what will happen? Uh, that would truly be an honor of mine. So yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll try to make that happen in the future. Uh, before we kind of wrap things up here, I want to give you just the floor to... Uh, you know, if there's anything you're working on, anybody you want to give a shout out to, any, anything that you want to leave with the people before we close up shop here, uh, the floor is yours. And, oh, uh, man, yeah. this this could be two or three hours. Well, uh, no. Hey, take as much time as you want. Uh, hey, yeah. you know, it, it is it is one of those where I, um, you know, I've, I've made quite a few references to people that have invested in me in life. And I just think that's in... That's important one to, to give honor to to people who have done done stuff in your life, but also um, you know just as I as I again am getting older, just realizing that it's my responsibility to to invest in others, whatever that means in life, right? And so um, I, I'm seeing more and more that that's where joy comes from. And we haven't talked any business. I love business. Yeah. I spend too much time on business, <laughs> but at the same time, the joy comes from the investment in the people. And, uh, and and again, for some people, that's through business, and and I'm I'm, I'm very jealous of that. But uh, um, I, you know the thing that I, I always try to take the opportunity to say, hey, remember who's invested in you, and then go invest in others. Because again, as we think about the craziness of this world, uh, we need we need more people just investing in other people, and um, and so. Uh, thankful for this game that allows me to do a little bit of that. But uh, again, so many, so many opportunities to help and love and uh, and give guidance to folks. And um, and again, a lot of a lot of good people in my life. And so uh, let's all go out and and make a difference in somebody else's life today. Yeah. Well, Rob, I thank you for your investment of time uh, in in me and just this today. Uh, it's been it's been great getting to meet you in person yeah. and and get to you know speak with you a little bit today. I really hope that. Whoever listens to this, they will just enjoy it. But also, maybe this will be their opportunity to say, "Hey, let me go try that new thing. Let me Come go on. try to pick up chess or, or whatever it is in their life. Yeah. They want to they want to pick up and try to reignite their 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 passion for it. I hope that this uh, does that for them. I really hope that uh, everyone enjoys it, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, let everybody hear what you have to say today. Um, for everyone listening, down in the description, there will be links to you know uh, all any and all social media accounts for Rob. There will be uh, description or a link where you can find his his speech from the TEDx event here in Chattanooga uh, back in 2020, and any other relevant links to uh, the work that he does and, and everything going on in his life will be down there. So if you want to check out Rob and what he does, uh, then feel free to head in there and, and check it out. Uh, but. Before we close up, just Rob, thank you again for coming in. Hey. I really, really appreciate it. And happy birthday. Yeah. Uh, Your thank day, you. man. Thank you. Go thank celebrate. You. <laughs> thank you very much. We're definitely going to have some, uh, some some cake and ice cream after That's this. That's great. So, uh, but thank you again for coming in. Uh, and thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. And hope you all will join us on the next episode of The Third Seat. Thank you so much. Thank you.